Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 30th of May 2012. Uh, those who are new to the broadcast should help themselves to the audios, which are there for free download at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's over a thousand to choose from. And I go through the history of the big cabals that formed over a hundred years ago who set themselves up. They already were the richest guys in the world and they, they set themselves up to take over the world and all of its resources and use science, etc. to bring in the perfect society. The way things really should be where you'd have bureaucrats and agencies of government deciding who gets born, who would die. The perfect socialist society. Bankers love socialism and socialists are always borrowing from them anyway, you see, so that's why they love them. And basically we're here today going through the massive changes into this new world order, as they call it, and uh, it's to be a, a planned society, a planned world order, and of course we're all interdependent now, meaning that no one's independent. Independence is taboo in this system, and that's why really they're coming down on individuals who try to even uh, extend their garden and do things like that. It's going to be a really ultra-freak show, uh, control time uh, system that we're living in. And uh, the whole world is in on it because they've all side treaties through the United Nations, and they're all part of it. So... And we're all responsible not only for your own country's debts, even though you've nothing to do with it. Yeah, it. Basically, we're also responsible for everybody else's debt across the whole planet. This is what they're trying to bring in right now. So I help yourself to the audios. Remember, too, I don't bring on guests as advertisers who sell you things, and I have no uh, sponsorship uh, for this particular program. So it's up to you, the listeners, to support me. Uh, by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And member straight donations are really, really welcome. From the U.S. to Canada, you can still use a personal check to Canada. You can also use an international postal money order from the post office. Uh, you can send cash or you can use PayPal. And across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal. And straight donations are really, really, in these hyperinflationary times, awfully welcome indeed. But as I say, that's really why I do it here. I try and give you the straight news, give you the history of the organizations, which are all out there. For to, to, there's nothing secret about it. Even H.G. Wells in his day, he called it the open conspiracy because the big boys do publish what they're up to. And the, many of the players uh, through the generations have published their own memoirs and talk about their participation in these global meetings across the world and all kinds of topics of the, on banking and population control on, on everything you can imagine under the sun. There's hundreds and hundreds of them take place every year across the world uh, under the auspices of the United Nations. So we're really out in the cold, the general population. Uh, there's no point voting people in when you're already international. Uh, so what's the guy going to do for you when he's just a little... Uh, uh, a little prince, really, a princeling uh, under a global society, a global overlord. We're in it now, 
And that's what the public haven't quite caught themselves uh, onto yet. They have a hard time believing that because at election time out comes the flag and all the symbols of nationalism and you always fall for it again. They never mentioned when they're running that so they're going to bring you into a further global society and uh, take all your rights away from you. And, and what they actually say is, well, we can't help it, you see. Uh, your old rights were under an old charter, we're under a new charter now. It's a charter of the United Nations, you see. NATO is a big battering ram for the United Nations and this global order. And all your armies swap hats just overnight. It's quite amazing to watch them swap their hats from green or black and then they wear the United Nations blue, which is a whole story to itself, the blue and the white, where that comes from and uh, where you've seen it before. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and generally I explain what's happening in the world according to how I see it and how I've studied it of course and as I say it's an open conspiracy of this whole agenda. They said it would take over a hundred years to bring in and towards this particular time right now in the 21st century, the century of change which they called it, we have to go through the massive changes and we're already doing it. We're going through massive changes where socialism works well with uh, uh, the international bankers, because they live on international debt and interest. That's how they get it. And so socialism is ideal way to control the public with lots of bureaucrats and government agencies, all you know, everyone under control from birth to death, basically. And Scotland and other countries, with the help of Sarkozy from France, who helped draft up the scheme, they're actually following children all through their lives now from birth. Uh, to see how they do, all mental abilities, uh, disabilities, you name it, IQ levels, etc., and their health, because they've got to do their health, because, you see, we've all been crippled with all the inoculations they give us, which is obviously intentional, too. And as things are going crazy in the world, which they are, uh, this time was known to come along, as people freaked out under different circumstances, even with the, the ability of certain drugs, etc. And who knows what experimentation going on within society, too. Because wherever you have really seedy things happening, you always find the CIA or the Canadian equivalent or the British equivalent all working on really shady, really terrible things. I mean, the CIA admitted, I mentioned this the other night, how they, they literally hired thousands of prostitutes over a 15-year period and they got the prostitutes to try drugs out on some of the Johns, and they photographed them all. Thousands and thousands of people don't even know they've been photographed. But in some instances, they actually told the Johns, when, once they're under the drug, with a little mic, I guess, in the, in the room, to kill the woman, and they did. They did. So the whole thing is to get a compliance drug, you see. And I mentioned that drug, scopolamine, the other day, and that was used for compliance as well. But if they could also use that for troops and add something else to make them vicious, you've, you've got a perfect drug. They'll obey any, any order, they'll do whatever they're told, and they'll be utterly vicious to those outside their own troop. But uh, I mentioned uh, the strange thing that happened in the States. Everybody's wondering what really went on there because the species of this, this bath uh, salts nonsense where they mix up a bunch of chemicals in the bathtub uh, and uh, drink them 
and it drives them insane. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. There's some other ingredient here, and there's some formula here, and uh, it's getting out. And it will be well studied, believe you me, by the big boys at the top, who always use these things for, like anything that's invented, is, is got a priority. The first thing is always for warfare purposes. Always. Now, that was Rudy Eugene, who had the naked lunch on, on the lawn with uh, his, his partner. But um, more weird things are happening now that never happened before with different kinds of drugs. He's a hack-and-sack man, kind of unfortunate name, Hack. But as a man who stabbed himself, and as the police officers came into his room, he started throwing his intestines at them. Now, you've never heard of this kind of thing before. I don't care what they're on. It just didn't happen with the drugs. But a man who stabbed himself repeatedly in front of police and then threw his skin and intestines at them, take that, cops, eh? remains in critical condition Tuesday morning. Still alive. They got to the call at 10 p.m. Sunday from someone saying Wayne Carter, 43, had a knife and was threatening to hurt himself. So the police arrived at the Clay Street home. They kicked in the door to his room, which had been blocked with furniture. And Carter was in the corner room with a knife in his hand. He stood up, he yelled at the police, and he was, while stabbing himself all over, officers noticed that his intestines were protruding from a wound. And Heinemann said, Carter allegedly threw some of his skin and intestines at the officers as they tried to enter the room. That makes no sense at all. Anyway, they got a SWAT team in, and they didn't kill this guy. They, they, they just, uh, Managed to subdue him and, and take him off to the hospital. But what, what is it that's going on? What, what's, what's happening in society? What's getting out there that wasn't there before that's bringing these odd things to happen? This, something's going on. Something is definitely going on. And we'll be the last, of course, to be told what any truth is. I have no doubt about that. And, um, here's a, another odd thing. I, me- I mentioned yesterday too how someone had sent a foot, a foot in a box apparently, through the mail to the Conservative headquarters, Conservative Party headquarters in Ottawa. Well, apparently there was a hand there as well. And obviously this guy who sent them to to Ottawa knew who he was after because they've already got the guy's name who sent the stuff. So there's a a connection between somebody in the political arena there and this fella. But it says, Luca Rocco Magnota, Video allegedly show uh, body parts suspect dismembering victim. This is a guy who sent the foot and the hand off, you see. And he's apparently he's, he's a gay uh, porn star. It's a video that purportedly shows a, sus- a suspect wanting connection with the Ottawa Montreal body parts case, brutally killing and sexually assaulting a naked man, appears on a Canadian operated website. I wonder how long it's been up there. I have all these links, by the way, but I'm not sure if I should put them up or not. Police are now studying the gruesome video, which is believed to have been taken by the suspect, uh, and is identified today by police as Luca Rocco Magnotta. Magnotta is wanted in connection with the discovery of a man's torso stuffed in a local suitcase in Montreal, whose hand and foot were mailed to Ottawa. A man by the same name as Magnotta, who is featured on a number of lurid websites, as a low-budget gay porn star suspected of appearing in a number of kitting killing videos, and probably people as well, because I've got one apartment where he's dismembering somebody, so it says here. And um, there was rumours that he was known to Carla Homolka, who was one of the mass murderers in Canada, along with Paul Bernardo, but it's probably just that. It says, uh, Magnota, however, vigorously denied the allegations and he didn't know them. Montreal police say other body parts were found in the apartment where the homicide took place, but wouldn't say which ones. 
They aren't ruling out other body parts being sent in the mail. Magnolia 29 uses as pseudonyms Eric Clinton Newman and Vladimir Romanov and is wanted in a Canada-wide uh, warrant. He's white, wears 61 kilograms and has black hair and blue eyes. He's believed to be originally from Toronto and was renting an apartment in a Montreal building that is now at the epicentre of the body parts investigation. Uh, Lefrenaire said the, the detective said the crime scene inside an apartment unit was one of the worst his force has seen. Well, absolutely. Uh, very difficult, etc. Uh, so a conservative staffer in Ottawa called the authorities about 11.30 a.m. to report the arrival of a suspicious bloodstained package at the party's headquarters just blocks away from Parliament Hill. And after police confirmed there was a severed foot inside, they announced another body part, a hand this time, had been found inside a package at the Ottawa Postal Terminal. They didn't say where it was bound to, where it was, where it was going to go, probably the same place, who knows. It's believed the hand was bound for the office of the Liberal Party, so maybe he, he knew different characters in these different parties, we'll never know. Police are also in possession of the video of the dismemberment, which was believed to have been taken by the suspect. Uh, Best Gore, the website showing the alleged Montreal attack, describes itself as a reality news website that posts real videos to show people the uncensored truth. They are as real as it gets, and I believe people have the right to know the truth, the website reads. Nearly 11-minute video purports to show Mr. Magnota attacking a naked man who is tied to a bed frame with both an ice pick and a kitchen knife. According to the description, the victim stabbed, his throat slashed, and is later decapitated and dismembered. The video filmed in a dimly lit room shows the attacker playing with his victim's limbs and using one of them to masturbate. They, they really are sickos, you know, in this odd alternative, alternative lifestyle that they have in, in the sadomasochistic uh, system. The attacker later performs a sex act on a dismembered, decapitated corpse. I mean, you're, this is real. Uh, you know, he'll probably be out and, and, and must catch him in a few years. You know, who knows where he gets put in society. Anyway, as this video was posted on Best Gore May 25th, but it's unclear when or where it was filmed, although police have confirmed I've noticed Montreal apartment was a crime scene. Well, no kidding. So, what's going on in the world, eh? What's going on with people eating folk in, in public, you know, and uh, throwing intestines at the police, and now you've got the, the hands, body parts getting sent to politicians, What's going on? In the Canadian press, the same article too, police identify the porn actor as a suspect in the male uh, body parts case. And um, the same information pretty well, uh, word for word almost, almost the same thing. It says a woman on the 14th floor of the Conservative Party building said police wearing hazmat suits were seen in the building, and the employees on the floor were told not to go to the 12th floor. That's standard now. They bring in the hazmat guys in case of some kind of uh, terrorist infection getting thrown out there on whatever. The same thing happened, by the way, before the guy, uh, Rudy Eugene, had his naked lunch, uh, because there was rashes breaking out in schools down that same area for over a month's period, and the school children were getting these rashes, and the hazmat guys were in to try to find out what was causing it. But so far, they, they claim they found nothing. But what is going on? What is going on? Will we ever know? Will we ever know? Eh? It's just amazing. Just amazing what's happening. 
but to most folk, you know, it's probably they've watched so much horror movies and slaughter movies that, that, that they think nothing of it today. Because even when they hear things, they're half, they're living half in reality and half in fantasy all the time. I think most people today, we're so debased as a society. Which is the intention? You cannot take control of an entire society without debasing them and uh, and bringing down the culture. And that's what's happening. It's happened already. It's, it's finished. Really, the culture is finished. Uh, full-scale war has been done for a hundred years, mainly from the fifties onwards, and you're seeing the result today. And obviously, it will get worse as we go through all this. Obviously, and. Um, an article that was sent to me also says that uh, the three-name wonder, Luca Rocco Magnota, Magnota is also known as Eric Clinton Newman, and it's Vladimir Romanov. He was always known as Eric Clinton Newman until he became Vladimir Romanov and then Luca Rocco Magnota. Yeah, so uh, they'll know what his real name is, of course, and I pretty well suspect what it will be. But yeah, we're going down the tubes, down the tubes fast as, as the, the big boys make the whole global adjustments. And part of the adjustments had to be, remember, that you had to accept all kinds of, of different cultures and any traits that they had that didn't mesh with yours, you'd have to accept them anyway. You can't allow yourself to be offended. Only the minority groups can be offended by law. You can't as any, any kind of traditional majority in your own country. That's part of it. That also went for religion. That's why they whacked your basic religions and destroyed them. Pretty well destroyed them all. Well, they gave you Hinduism and meditation and lots of other things to replace it with. And you go back to the 1800s and Madame Blavatsky said the same thing, that they would use the churches, they would bring their new age religion, a mixture of the Eastern religions, and they'd bring it through the Western religions, through the churches, until they destroyed what was existing in the West. It's all been done. Because you see, that's where your morality and your moral culture came from. But now you have to be all accepting. When you're told to be PC, you become PC or else, because liberals can't stand anybody not obeying them. That, that's how liberal they are. History, history uh, with the internet, and people saw this coming a long time ago, would, would just go down the, the memory hole, as Orwell called it. And uh, there's an article here about that. It's, it's, everybody knows this too. If you say, you've got to save everything, because if you go back to look at it later, it's gone, and it might never reappear. It often doesn't. But it says, history disappears in a digital black hole. And it says, the valuable data retaining to the most pivotal moments in modern Scottish history has been lost down a digital black hole. The National Library of Scotland has warned. And it says, um, the internet revolution means much of what was once recorded in books or on paper now appears online. But Martin Wade, chief executive of the NLS, said there's no system for comprehensively preserving this type of information and that online and social media coverage for the past 20 years is fast disappearing. Among the material that's been lost are web pages relating to the first Scottish Parliament, the internet and social media coverage of the 2011 London riots. That's gone the 2009 Westminster Parliamentary Expenses Scandal, and the July 2005 London bombings. All awfully convenient things to lose, isn't it? And there's still a lot of debating going on about them. People in 100 years' time all fail to understand why we have not collected material on really important events in Scotland's history. Well, it isn't just Scotland, it's everybody's history. Probably in 20 years' time, all the stuff to do with, the, 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 say, the, new American, the project for a new American century group that 
laid out the whole list of countries they wanted to take down, including Syria, by the way. And um, uh, all that will be gone, all all gone, and we'll have this vague conception of why uh, we went to war in the first place and what it was even all about. So they want to know what really really happened and so on. It says, currently, chunks of web content disappear because its creators take it down. Whether regulations allowing the NLS to collect everything printed in the UK, website creators have intellectual property right to their material. Only a few thousand websites are harvested each year. Collecting 100% of the material would require preserving 10 million websites. In 2003, the Westminster Parliament passed legislation allowing libraries, such as the NLS, the legal right to collect and store electronic publications, in the same way printed publications have been collected for centuries. However, there have been long delays in implementing the regulations. So, it's so easy and awfully convenient for those who want to change history. You just you simply pull it, right? And it's gone. And no one will know when a generation dies off. Even before that, because most folk forget things. Today especially, they forget things. They have very little memory left. And I won't even really touch on the Bilderberg Group because you find out afterwards what they were, they were all talking about uh, through the Council on Foreign Relations because that's their arm of propaganda, basically, for all media and the members of it. And they will come up on their sites telling you uh, really how the world should go and what countries should start doing that. That's all really the agenda. That's where it comes out from. Otherwise, it's all guesswork, you see. The only thing you can really get from them is to see new faces, uh, where they come from, what they are right now in society, and where they're obviously going to, be, to go, because that generally if it's a new president or prime minister coming along, they're, they're asked to go before they make them, so they get approval there. But um, I noticed that, that Redford from Alberta, Canada, who's a premier, as a Canada state governor type idea, who's got, she's a lifer working for government. She's a lawyer, of course, but a lifer working for government and, and home and abroad departments, even the United Nations too. She worked for the United Nations too, so she might be getting put up there to replace Harper because she's been asked to go there. So we'll, we'll watch and see. It's all guesswork until then. Now, global warming is so totally over, it says here from the Telegraph. Even President Obama concedes to this. Now, the problem is that after 20 years or more of infectious drivel from the richly funded global junk science community, such as NASA, the Royal Society, the University of East Anglia's Climatic Research Unit, the National Academy of Sciences, the minds of too many politicians have been poisoned and too much damage has already been done. Which brings us to the Energy Secretary Ed Davies' draft energy bill. This is in Britain. It's a disaster and will, if implemented, do untold damage to the British economy and the British landscape. So much is obvious to anyone with half a brain or the mere smattering of knowledge about Britain's approaching energy gap, about the utter uselessness of renewables and about the shale gas story. Yet it seems that few in our political class can see it and those who do, such as Graham Stringer, Peter Lilly seem not to have enough clout to make any difference. Well, I've said that years ago. It doesn't matter if God himself came down and says, oh, global warming, climate change is all nonsense. There's a big agenda going on. Uh, it would matter. They'd have to kill him. Because this is a must-be to get us all under. You understand, this this junk science is going to control every single person's life. You will have to form, lift, write out forms every year to do with carbon taxes. And how much, and you even get forms sent to you to, do you think you're, you're, you're using up more, or creating more carbon than the average person? What do you think about it? How can you cut back 
face. I'm not kidding you. It's all training, psychological training, conditioning reflexes, etc. And this is the world they're going to bring in. And of course, it's going to, this is an economy that's going to replace everything else. The old system in a post, well, in a post community, um, a post consumer society, which they've set at the Club of Rome, means you can't consume and spend on junk stuff from China and throw it away again, which you'll be bust anyway. You won't have the cash to do that. Everything, all your disposable income is going to go off paying taxes, fees, energy taxes, carbon taxes. That's the idea. That's the new economy. And it's all made to keep you in line to obey, obey, obey. Anyway, he says, everything that the tragic Davy, who's only possible used to mankind, would be as maybe second or third runner up in a Wayne Rooney lookalike tent contest, has to say on the subject is either wrong, stupid, uh, fascist, um, is economically suicidal, a total misrepresentation uh, of truth, or all five put together. In other words, Britain's going to stick to its energy policy with massive carbon reduction, actually what it boils down to, and not use uh, the fracking stuff to its full extent. And uh, to show China how good they are, so, and, and the hope, and the hope that China might say, "Oh, well, we should follow that example." This is what they're telling the general public, you see. So, anyway, it says Bishop Hebel Hill notes this is absolute rubbish, and the U.S. the price of gas has not risen but has collapsed thanks to the wholesale exploitation of shale gas. This is one reason the U.S. economy is growing, and ours isn't. Cheap energy is good for everyone. Uh, not it must be said for this and any of Obama's, is, is Obama's doing. None of it is Obama's doing. It's happened despite him rather than because of him. Indeed, Obama is just as ideologically committed as his European socialist counterparts are to driving up the cost of energy, as the story at PG Media reveals. Lots of links on this article, and I'll put it up for those who want to, want to peruse it. Now, Eurozone crisis. Well, I've mentioned so many times, and you'll actually hear characters on, and videos from the Council on Foreign Relations always say the same thing. Uh, how can we use this crisis to our advantage? Hillary Clinton said it too, on a couple of occasions. And so they create the problem and they create the crisis because they want to give you what was pre-made a priori, uh, the solution, you see. And they're using the crisis with all the bailouts and getting every other country in massive debt uh, as they go on their way to do so uh, in order to create crisis, which will then help them integrate further. No sovereignty at all. And I'll read this article when I come back from this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix and explaining the big system in which we live because the system was designed a long, long time ago, right down to the creation of central banks across the world. All the central banks were to uh, be under the umbrella of the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland. That's already happened. The IMF is a part of it, which has come up to its full uh, power as an authority over banks and countries, actually. 
uh, is that the heavy, they come in when you can't pay or you're bankrupt and they run your government for you and they cut your health care, everything, pensions a lot and, and, and just rob you blindly. Uh, so, uh, so you have the World Bank, the IMF and the BIS all working together now. And that, that took a long time to get all that set up. But again, they do it in stages, 50-year plans, 75, 100-year plans for different parts of their program. And here they are with the European Commission. And remember, Europe was set up uh, in a form of secrecy. The, the public were not to be told until the late 90s where it was already set up and running this parliament uh, that it was going to be uh, taking over all of their sovereignty. They knew that at the beginning, of course, but they just lied and lied to the public, similar to the way that they're lying to Canadians and guys in the U.S. and Mexico, that the North free, uh, American Free Trade Agreement, which led to NAFTA, and it's still ongoing under umpteen different things of science since, uh, is for total amalgamation and integration. This was the old, old plan of the, the, the Council on Foreign Relations, at Royal Institute for International Affairs a long time ago. Same things happened to Australia, New Zealand, and the Eastern Rim countries, Far East, as they go under the, the, their system too. And then now they put the right woman in charge of the Fabian Society to make sure it's hammered at home. And China is to be the overlord for the Far East, as they're finding out in Australia. Now, in Europe, as I say, it says the European Commission has proposed that money set aside for helping governments, that's what the, the, these private banks are in the business of, these central banks, right, is to help governments, eh? should be used to bail out ailing banks directly. The Commission also pushed for more integration, that's the, everything, their whole lifestyle, everything, through a Eurowide banking union, which again they said a hundred years ago they'd do this at the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the, the, uh, the groups that pre-existed them, which were on the go, the Milner Group, Milner Society, and the Cecil Rhodes Foundation that worked with Rothschild. And a single deposit protection scheme to protect savers. They want, oh, they want to protect your savings. So it says, um, the call comes as fears over the health of Spanish bank banks have shaken markets. Bankia, Spain's fourth largest bank, has asked for another 19 billion euros recently from Madrid, which itself is struggling to get spending under control to meet its deficit targets. Now, you understand that Greece, Spain, Portugal, and other countries uh, that are getting hammered right now by these lenders and by the European Central Bank. Uh, and um, they're using it all, of course, as I say, to integrate the countries further under, under total political control. Socialists, too. And um, they also are going to bring in a, a system which is closer to a kind of Soviet-type system, but a fascist bunch on the top ruling it all. They prefer socialism to rule over the public, keeping them quiet, lots of bureaucracies and cops and government agencies dealing with the people at the bottom, which is the majority of the public. Uh, but um, they're in the same position as Germany was between World War One and Two. At the end of World War One, they were supposed to pay off everybody else's debts from Germany for the cost of World War One. And the Treaty of Versailles that was written in by the two Warburg brothers, one from the who just come across to the U.S. and got his citizenship in time to be head of the Federal Reserve that was just opened. You see, another one was working for the the German side for the for the for the, the German Bundesbank. And the two brothers basically were running the whole damn show. Who owned, owed what to whom? which is all their banks, you see. And um, that's how these countries are now under the same kind of thing. And journalists at the end of, uh, when they saw what was happening and Germany was going to be burdened with this massive debt that they could never get out from, 
borrowing money at 40%, 50% interest per, per, you know, per mark, which can't be done. It's accumulative, you see. It's the same with these guys. They, they downgrade them by, by poors, southern poors, and then end up paying massive interest for every, every buck they borrow, basically, or euro. And they can't get, get, and that's what they said at the end of World War One. Germany will either rise again and fight their way out of this, or they'll, they'll starve themselves to death. That, that's literally the choice that these swine are, are giving uh, these countries, most of whom the populations didn't want to go into this amalgamation in the first place. It was all done through deceit by their politicians, who all belong to the same associations like the CFR. They have them across the whole of Europe. The whole European Parliament is made up of, of CFR members. And, uh, and now they're stuck with it all. And, but, and these bankers are getting what they want through the crisis. So they want to amalgamate them all, you see, and have no sovereignty left whatsoever. They want to denationalize until there's no vestige of what you were. Your culture is to be totally destroyed in every country. I hope you realize that's the whole agenda. Big plans these boys have. When you rule the world, you know, you don't have little plans. You have big plans. And you have the power to make it happen. Anyway, it says the Commission's comments are part of its analysis of Europe's response to the debt crisis. The economic situation in the euro area deteriorated significantly over the last year, the Commission said. So it's just amazing. And these same swine, and they are swine, these bankers, will have you supposedly competing with China. How can you compete with China? You're paying more taxes than the average group of Chinese in a factory pay in a year. They get, in fact, you pay, you, get, you pay more taxes than they get paid in a month. We pay that just in taxes. We can't, we can't compete against China at the wages they get. So who's kidding who? There's big, big plans here beyond all of this, of course, beyond all of this into this world system. And now we're into, after the crashing of the banks across the West as well, and across the world, and then us all bailing them out, the same bankers that caused it in the first place, who none of whom got poor and, and flung in prison for it. They got rewarded for it, as far as I can see, by your tax money, which you and your children and great-grandchildren will pay off forever. Remember, debt is slavery. That's the law, actually. That is the law. Go back into your history books and see where it all came from. And that means, too, that your offspring belong to those that you owe the money to. Very old system. Hasn't been changed. Anyway, in Iraq, of course, we knew that we were going in to plunder it and to do away with enemies, supposedly, of America's ally. And... Uh, uh, but to plunder it was a big thing. And it's the same list, as I said before, um, that they're, they're, they're pretty well taken out. They've still got uh, uh, a couple of uh, Syria, Syria to take out and also Iran. Iran buckles under or they'll take them out too. Because they were all on the same list in the 90s. The Obama's following. Remember, Rumsfeld congratulated Obama for following the same list in policies from the New American Century, project for the New American Century Group. Everything's done years ago, folks. The excuses they can make up any time at all to attack the expunge. Also, of course, the, the, a guy who took photographs uh, back in 2003 of an atrocity in Iraq uh, complained to the BBC for using um, the same photographs and claiming they were the recent ones from Syria, a massacre in Syria. 
The BBC is using old stuff from Iraq to blame on Syria. It just happened, you see. I'll put those links up tonight as well. But back to Iraq. Iraq auctions 12 new oil and gas blocks. And it says Iraq started its fourth energy bidding round to allow international companies to compete for exploration deals and gas areas, oil and gas areas, as an OPEC member country. That's all OPEC, you see. And um, seeks to expand its crude reserves and become a major gas exporter. And it says the auction was the latest step in Iraq's program to rapidly, it's got a puppet government, but it's of course Iraq's planning it all, right? To rapidly build up its energy sector after years of war and sanctions, but tough service contract terms could crimp investor interest in the latest bidding round. And it mentions massive areas, you know, blocks of about 8,000 square kilometers, etc. each. And the, the companies that are going in for it are led by Kuwait Energy and Partners. Now remember, Kuwait is what Saddam uh, at one time attacked, started the whole Gulf War One supposedly. Kuwait uh, was uh, run by American companies and British companies. In fact, George Bush uh, Sr. and Jr. both worked with those companies in Kuwait. They, that was how they got their real start in oil business. And uh, what they did at the time, for those who can remember, uh, this in the papers for a long time before the war started, uh, even a couple of years before Saddam attacked Kuwait, was that the, these, these companies in Kuwait, British and American, were drilling under the, the, the border of uh, Iraq uh, with uh, drills that could literally go transverse under the ground, and they're going right lo- miles and miles into, into Iraq and tapping out their oil. That's how it really started. That's why I attacked them, for those who can remember that. Anyway, it says they offered a remuneration fee of $6.24 per barrel of oil equivalent. Bidding is decided according to the remuneration fees offered with the lowest bids winning blocks. Industry sources said companies would have to offer $10 to $20 a barrel for the service fee to compensate for risks involved. By the way, they're giving to China and Israel from Iraq oil at $2 a barrel. How's that? How's that? Two companies weren't even involved and didn't lose any lives in, in the whole thing. It was all Americans that lost their lives in British. That's what I'm saying. You're always used at the bottom. You know, you're always used at the bottom. Uh, and in Australia, they're really getting uh, the message now because uh, this uh, the Fabianist uh, Gillard, the Prime Minister, is allowing big companies to bring in their own workers. They're ignorant, actually, of, of a thing that happened back in the, in the 90s. I'll maybe touch on that tonight, though, as to why this is happening. But it says problems for the Prime Minister continue to emerge, the latest being the government's decision to allow Gina Reinhardt to bring in foreign workers for her big plant, apparently a big mining thing. Julia Gillard has, has promised no Australian worker will miss out on a job as a result of the federal government's decision to allow mining magnate Gina Reinhardt to import more than 1,700 workers for an iron ore project in Western Australia. Companies won't be able to bring in foreign workers if there's an Australian ready, able and willing to do the work on the jobs board, the Prime Minister said in Melbourne this afternoon. Now, I've read the articles here before where they're bringing in thousands of them uh, from from India even, and, and uh, one of the companies are employing nothing but people from India. They're bringing them in, setting up the work camps and everything else. And that deal was made, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was again the United Nations uh, and the World Trade Organization, they had their, uh, panels from every government's uh, bureaucracies working in France for one or two years. Uh, 
uh, to allow them to uh, buy properties and projects in other countries and bring in their own workers. That was all part of it. And they could pay them their own wages as though they were still back at home, by the way. That was part of the deal. But, of course, Ms. Gillard ain't going to mention that part of it. This is more than 17 foreign workers for Gina Reinhardt, Immigration Minister Chris Brown approved the deal, and Prime Minister Julia Gillard is uneasy. So she's lying as they're already flooding in the country. 1,700 foreign workers, just for one operation. There's other operations on the go. There'll be be some need for foreign labour, but the amazing size of what's happening in our resource sector means there won't be enough Australians to fill the jobs. Now, I've got other articles too I'll put up tonight from Australians who uh, and big uh, unions and so on who say there's plenty of labour here and, of course, have not even been consulted about it. You see, the New World Order is ruthless, folks. It doesn't give a damn about you. Or, or anybody else. They must get their big agenda through. And they know that you, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. You know, that's what Rockefeller said once too. You can't make a, an omelette without breaking eggs. And so all the people with, who are living in the poverty line are just the broken eggshells, you see. It's for a good cause, you understand, so that the right folk can rule the world properly in a global society and share all the wealth. To each other, that is, you know, and leave a few pennies for poorer countries. Gangsters run the world. doesn't matter what you want to call them by any titles that they give themselves. Gangsters run the world. It's always been that way, though. You see? It's uh, Now, I'd also put up a link tonight to a video where Obama, who, who normally reads his scripts very, very carefully, because he's been trained to read and memorize his, his scripts, but he, he actually blamed uh, the Polish people for one of the death camps by mistake, you see, and now he's got to apologize and uh, and say it was the Nazis and, and so on. And all. I wonder what he says when he goes to Russia and, and take the account of the multi-millions that were slaughtered all through the Soviet regime. They never touch on that, do they? There's a reason, of course, for it. A good reason for that. Now, the CIA's drone campaign in Pakistan has killed dozens of civilians who have gone to help rescue victims after the first drones. What they're doing now, they're sending in second drones half an hour later, so when civilians go to, to see if there's anybody left alive, they get blown up as well. You see? This is the latest little con for the little boys, little boys who play the games with joysticks and all that and don't even leave their place of residence when they're doing it. It's like a video game to them. The findings were published just days after President Obama claimed that the drone campaign in Pakistan was a targeted, focused effort and has not caused us a huge number of civilian casualties. Speaking in public for the first time on the controversial CIA drone strikes, Obama claimed last week they used strictly to target terrorists, rejecting what he called this perception we're just sending in a whole bunch of silly uh, willy, or strikes willy-nilly, he says. Drones have not caused a huge number. Well, what's a huge number to, to politicians and lawyers? <laughs> he told the questioner at the online forum. It's a targeted, focused effort at people who are on a list of active terrorists trying to go in and harm Americans. But research by the Bureau has found that since Obama took office three years ago, between 282 and 535 civilians have been credibly reported as killed, including more than 60 children. A three-month investigation, including eyewitness reports, has found evidence at least 50 civilians were killed in follow-up strikes when they had gone to help victims. They sneak them in a half an hour afterwards and blow up the helpers 
There'll be a lot of curious children too, you know, who'll go along. More than 20 civilians have often also been attacked in deliberate strikes on funerals and mourners. The tactics have been condemned by leading legal experts. Well, they can always condemn all they want. It means nothing, does it? So I'll put this link up to, and you can have a look through that. There's a lot of statistics, etc., and different uh, lists of casualties and people who have got blown up. As we bring civilization to the world and all the other excuses they use to plunder. Uh, here's the article here, uh, after, after Gillard allowing 1700 and more on the way, uh, workers, foreign workers to come in to Australia to please their pals in business, you know. As his program maintenance services, a company that's, that has tripled its profit by providing staff and services to booming mining industry says it's got no trouble finding Australian workers for resources projects. The chief executive, Chris Sutherland, said programmed, I guess that's the name of the organization, recently received 3,600 applications from Australians for 80 plant jobs, uh, operator jobs, uh, with Pilbara Iron Ore Miner Fontescue Metals Group, paying over $100,000 per year. So he says there's plenty of folk willing to fill all these jobs that are being taken by the foreigners. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And of course we talk about compassion all the time. And this is why apparently they're robbing everyone at home to throw your money across the world. The redistribution of wealth, they call it. They like Marx an awful lot. And uh, of course it never gets to where it's going to go. It goes to foreign corporations, which are corporations they own in other countries, third world countries. And we build them, in fact, with that cash. Well, but it's giving jobs for people abroad, you see. But at home, of course, as this is all happening, you have this hypocrisy. And you have this article here, for instance, that the Denver City Council approved a homeless camping ban Monday night in the face of an angry crowd that taped dollar bills to their mouth and chanted shame after the 94 vote and staged a sit-in outside the chambers. Mayor Michael Hancock is expected to sign the bill into law today. Because they've got compassion for the homeless at home, don't they? The ordinance which forbids unauthorized camping on public and private property and then will go into effect May 30th, giving police time to learn the procedures on how to deal with homeless people caught illegally sleeping outside. The police chief, Robert White, said he expects officers to have a light touch and arrests would occur only as a last resort, will depend on, on how much of their, their shift they've got to do. Tonight was not about winners or losers, but beginning a long process, a long process of providing smart, providing smart services, you know, smart stuff, you know, to individuals that need it the most, said the bill's sponsor, Councilman Albus Brooks. Time and patient application, not rhetoric, will reveal the true nature of this ordinance. And it says the legislation has sparked emotions and controversy since its beginning, but the passions reached their peak Monday night with protesters holding a rally outside the city and county buildings and raising signs and voices during the meeting. Their post-vote sit-in disbanded when police officers asked them to leave. And I, I will add, or else, <laughs> as you get this light touch stuff. During the meeting, which was not a hearing in which the public was allowed to comment, that's democracy, you see, the public were not allowed to comment during the meeting, uh, protesters shouted down, Council President Chris Nevitt, who pounded the gavel, been a good mason, and been a good mason too, he also said, I need order, God damn it, you see, so he damned God, after threatening to clear audience members from the chamber. And Councilman Rabin Knich, 
uh, stood up and told audience members to behave or they wouldn't be able to witness the vote on the bill. So that's how you deal with the people at home who are uh, out of work and homeless and probably a lot of them more still lost their homes during the bank crashes when the banks scammed everybody with the fake mortgages and so on. That's the world we live in, folks. So, yeah, unless you're a really good crook and gangster, you aren't going to get up in life. You see, in the right connections. But it's better if you're born in the right families to start with, though. You know, there's articles on the psych- psychopaths. If they're born in the right families, the sky's the limit. Just look at all the famous families who, you know, become presidents and, and uh, top CEO positions and, and corporations in the military industrial complex. And the UK, of course the UK has, um, they call themselves the, the home of democracy and they've got police, uh, helicopters now, uh, special ones spying on the public, more and more of them. This keep, it's a growth industry and there's no other industry except us, you know, the people inside or the, or the industry, although they possibly don't know it themselves, would be terrorists. So Metropolitan Police have been secretly using super sensitive cameras and sound recorders on its air support unit helicopters raising fears that government is spying on the lives of ordinary British. Well, what do you mean raising the fears? They are spying on the lives of ordinary British citizens in violation of civil liberties. Anyway, they can see you uh, miles away. They can hear you miles away. Probably it's got the same stuff as, as that Blue Thunder movie that was out years ago in the 70s, where they can see through your home with infrared and everything else and see what you're up to. Of course they have all that stuff on it, folks. You're paying for it all, too. Technology is wonderful, isn't it? From Hamish, myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.